0: From The Daily Northwestern, I'm Alex Chun.
1: And I'm Haley Fuller. This is The Weekly, a podcast that breaks down our top headlines each week.
0: During these past two weeks in Evanston, hundreds of students have protested with student group NU Community Not Cops. The group is planning to protest every day until Northwestern gets rid of university police. The NU Community Not Cops protests come after a summer of unmet demands from student activists. In July, the university promised to release their police budget, a commitment they still haven't followed through on. On Monday, October 19th, university president Morton Shapiro responded to the protest with a strongly worded email in which he stated that he was, quote, disgusted by the weekend protests. Northwestern's Associated Student Government then held a previously scheduled community dialogue on Tuesday, October 20th. Here's what Shapiro said that night.
2: I stand by every single word. I read it over again several times since it's been so mischaracterized. You know, the reality is I wrote this, I thought long and hard about it, and I absolutely stand by it.
0: So for this week's episode, we're chatting with assistant campus editor Bina Shatsky and reporter James Pollard, who covered the protests in the university's response.
1: On June 3rd, a petition demanding the university divest from law enforcement and invest in Black students' well-being was circulated. The authors included data looking at arrest patterns from Evanston and Chicago police. A previous analysis done by The Daily found that during field stops conducted by university police in winter quarter this year, one in every four students stopped were Black. For context, Black students make up around 6% of the student body.
0: And shortly after the petition was made, NU Community Not Cops was formed. James, can you tell us a little bit about who they are?
3: Yeah, it's a group of students who are prison industrial complex abolitionists working to defund the Northwestern University Police Department.
0: What were some of the first actions the group
3: took? So the June 3rd petition circulated and garnered over 8,000 signatures and the next big action came on June 19th, the same day of virtual commencement, when about 70 students marched around Evanston and called on the university. Again, they repeated their goal to divest from all law enforcement agencies at Northwestern. And they hung from the arch a sign saying, Divest from death, invest in black lives. Five days later, in a meeting with administrators, Some students brought up that petition and noted that it hadn't been responded to directly and called on the university again to create a policy that protects student protesters on campus, allocate significant resources and funds to local activist groups that support the Black community, and again reiterated their goal to disarm, defund, and disband the Northwestern University Police Department.
0: So after months without seeing their demands met from the university, the daily protests started on October 12th. Bina, you covered the protests that took place last Saturday, October 17th. Now, this protest is particularly notable. Two days later, University President Morton Shapiro condemned the protesters' actions in an email to the Northwestern community. Could you tell us a little bit about the energy of the protests that night?
4: So, one thing I will say, Alex, was that it seemed to me that the governing feeling of Saturday night was one of mutual care and support and community the group started with some remarks from leaders in the group. And among those marks, they emphasized things like social distancing and caring for each other. And people had snacks and water. And, you know, they reminded everyone to back up and wear masks and masks were mandatory. They also started by singing the Black National Anthem and talked about how they were all in this fight together and that the purpose of the night was to be there to support Black and brown students. Um, unequivocally, that was the purpose of the night.
1: A lot happened that night. Can you walk us through
4: October 17th? So the crowd started to form at about 9.30 p.m. outside Foster Walker. And at its peak, we estimated around 300 students. They moved out from the Foster Walker complex area and moved west toward Ridge Avenue, um, walked down along Ridge and eventually passed by the university police department. That was where a lot of the spray painting started on the street outside and on some surrounding street signs, mostly abolitionist messaging, mostly anti-capitalist messaging. Then the group walked east on Davis Street, same kind of stuff, and eventually regathered around Fountain Square and moved toward the arch. Two students climbed the side of the arch pulled down the sign a group formed around it and then it was burned by members of the group and then as the group reformed moved toward president shapiro's house there was just a lot of speeches a lot of um, commentary directed towards the administration towards president shapiro himself towards the police presence outside his house Members of the group then left the burned remains of the We're End This Together flag at the feet of police officers who were guarding the front of President Shapiro's house behind a university facilities barrier.
0: Saturday night's protest ended a little after midnight. Then, on Monday, October 19th, President Shapiro sent an email with the subject line, We can protest in Evanston and he specifically called out the protest that happened on Saturday night. In the email, President Shapiro opened by saying he had received many messages of concern about the protests. And he also wrote, quote, while the university has every intention to continue improving NUPD, we have absolutely no intention to abolish it.
1: There's been a lot of controversy surrounding this email, with some publicly supporting Shapiro's stance and others condemning the email. So let's dive into some of the specifics of his words that sparked discourse.
0: Now, President Shapiro wrote that some of the protesters appeared to not even be members of the Northwestern community. This argument has been called out by some students on social media as being disturbingly similar to the outside agitator argument historically used to discredit protests. James, could you give us some context on that?
3: Yeah, uh, historically, I think leaders have tried to suggest that outside agitators, people not from the communities that they're accountable to, are the ones creating the ruckus, you know, creating the uh, uproar. And so in in that sense, President Shapiro suggesting that these student protesters are outside agitators is is not something new. And it seems in in some ways to be an attempt to deflect responsibility to respond to this group. If they aren't students, as the university president, he doesn't have to respond to them, but it is a student-led group.
0: Bina, what else is notable about President Shapiro's email?
4: I think it's worth it to kind of take our way back to the language. So basically, President Shapiro introduced this moment saying, I want to offer a personal illustration of the pain these protesters have caused. Many gathered outside my home this weekend into the early hours of the morning chanting F.U. Morty and Piggy Morty. The latter comes dangerously close to a long-standing trope against observant Jews like myself. Whether it was done out of ignorance or out of anti-Semitism, it is completely unacceptable."
1: So how did NUCNC respond? Later that day,
4: Northwestern Community Not Cops releases a press release about five pages long where they address the email including this claim. And they say, "...the term pig has been used by Black radical movements for generations to invoke the structural violence that police officers present." In the context of our protests, which are very clearly in response to anti-Black police violence on campus and in Evanston, this was the meaning invoked. Morton Shapiro was called a pig by members of our campaign because he aligns himself with law enforcement and prioritizes police and private property over the lives of Black students. They also said that Northwestern Cops condemns anti-Semitism. They said that unequivocally. This is one more quote from the statement, which is that... Quote, Morton Shapiro is inciting division by casting abolitionist activists as enemies to Jews and therefore ignoring black Jewish people who live at the intersection of anti-Semitism
1: and anti-blackness. And later that Monday night, there was another protest. Can you describe the atmosphere then?
3: Monday night, there were 12 field force officers, five other officers already stationed at President Shapiro's house. And at that intersection, there were seven other cop cars two of which were canine units. And I will add actually about Monday's protest, if you're trying to understand the general like vibe of this movement and these actions, is it it was billed as dinner with an administrator. And and by the end of the protest, it really resembled like a block party. They were handing out pizza, water, gasolina and WAP and other music was playing. And um, people were just interacting.
0: So, the next Tuesday, on October 20th, Morton Shapiro received a letter from the African American Studies Department on campus. James, could you tell us about what the letter said?
3: The African American Studies Department sends a letter to President Shapiro in response to his email that was obtained by the Daily and later, with their permission, published in full. And in that letter, they say they were, quote, extraordinarily troubled by Shapiro's email and referred to the months of actual violence perpetrated against marginalized groups throughout the summer. And they also noted that there were there were times when he was silent, such as when the Women's Center was Zoom-bombed on a call in May, or when U.S. President Donald Trump made threats to critical race theory more recently in September. And a quote that really stuck out to many students was when the department wrote... Quote, it is only when your own pleasant suburban life was disrupted by student protesters that your expression of outrage and dismay to our university community rose to a level beyond the banal, the tepid and the timid.
0: Later that same day, Tuesday, October 20th, ASG held a previously scheduled community dialogue where students could ask President Shapiro questions. This community dialogue occurs every quarter, but ASG worked to change the format this time so that the number of attendees wasn't restricted.
2: The reason I'm looking forward to this, I think, is virtually everyone I've attended learned something, I've listened, and um, we learned some things that we could do.
1: The community dialogue took place over Zoom. Associated Student Government President Juan Zuniga and ASG Executive Officer of Justice and Inclusion Daniel Rodriguez moderated the town hall and asked questions that students submitted into the chat feature.
0: So one point of contention surrounded Northwestern's resistance to release the university's police budget. Bina, can you tell us more about this?
4: There was a meeting in July in which Kathleen Haggerty explicitly stated that they would have no problem releasing the budget, and it still wasn't released. And so in Tuesdays, community dialogue, students pressured the administration to provide a timeline and to give them an exact date, at which point Craig Johnson responded, saying they could have the budget released by mid to late November
1: around Thanksgiving. Students also asked if Morton Shapiro had engaged with abolitionist and anti-racism works. How did he respond?
4: President Shapiro responded to that question saying that... He had watched the documentary 13th on Netflix, which is a documentary that talks about mass incarceration. And many students responded to that saying that that was insufficient.
0: Students also asked Morton Shapiro for a response to the letter sent to him by the African American Studies Department that day.
2: I I read the thing, you know, I've gotten a lot of emails about it and, and You know, some of it makes me think that they didn't really read it all that carefully. You want honesty? I I don't walk back a single word.
1: NU Community Not Cops asked Shapiro to engage with their demands and respond to their grievances on his use of language. However, during the community dialogue, Shapiro stated that he stands by every word of his email, even after student and faculty backlash. Something that's notable about that response
4: is his use of the word disgust was widely criticized in his original email.
0: And despite this criticism, Shapiro reused the word disgust during the dialogue.
2: Picture your own parents and your own siblings and some people coming out and yelling that filth to them in in the middle of the night and waking them up and see how they would feel. I mean, I think it's so easy to say, oh, he's all white, straight, rich, whatever, you know, male, whatever it is, but that's exactly what people ask not for, For people to do to them. So to do it to me, I think it's disgusting. It's disgraceful. And it was, you know, I absolutely stand by exactly what I said.
1: Since Tuesday, October 20th, President Shapiro has received both public support and condemnation for his email. On Wednesday, October 21st, student group Wildcats for Israel published a statement criticizing NUCNC's statement in response to President Shapiro's email.
0: Also on Wednesday, about 90 Jewish students, faculty, and alum signed a letter to the editor in support of NU community, not cops, which was published in the Daily, and graduate students in Northwestern's political science department wrote an open letter to President Shapiro calling on him to support student protests. The Anthropology Department, Asian American Studies Program, and Latina and Latino Studies Program each posted letters on Friday, stating that they supported their colleagues in the African American Studies Department and condemned racism, as well as urging Shapiro to engage with student protesters. Beyond letters, many parents on the NU Parents Facebook group have weighed in on the protests. The discourse by students and alumni have continued into Reddit and Twitter as well.
1: The stories surrounding these protests are still developing, but for now, NU Community Not Cops plans to march every day until Northwestern abolishes their police force. The Daily will be covering these issues further. So for a deeper dive into the protests, check out our Daily coverage.
0: From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Alex
1: Chun. And I'm Haley Fuller. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Weekly. This episode was reported on by Bina Shatsky, James Pollard, Alex Chun, and myself. This episode was produced by both Alex Chun and myself. The audio editor of The Daily is Alex Chun. The digital managing editors are Molly Lubers and Jacob Bohara. The editor in chief is Marissa Martinez.